Hi everyone, this is Amy Infinity, and you are listening to The Key to Courage. Why everything happens for a reason. Now, I really do actually believe this. Uh, It could be because I'm a big advocate for perception and life being about how we perceive it. So yeah, that might be why. Um, But it also could be because I'm sitting here recording this podcast uh, from my living room slash kitchen and doing what I love. I'm also writing as a way to make a living. Actually, (laughs) I'm not making much of a living at it yet, but I will. More importantly, I'm actually doing it. Not to say that I haven't had numerous hiccups, distractions, and challenges along the way. Things that have endeavored to derail me. People, jobs, various crazy incidents. As soon as I seem to be making headway in one category, something creeps up to test me. To sabotage my progress. I've learned the hard way that there are things that I cannot control. Although I found the biggest monster is in my head. That's a hurdle I think I will always need to jump. Am I saying that everything has an explanation? No, not everything does. Of course, death, sadness, pain. In the thick of it, these things may seem unexplainable, unbearable even. Believe me, I've been through a lot of that myself. But I do believe these things happen in our lives for a reason, whether it is to teach us how much we can handle, how to bond with others, or maybe something else entirely. Take my first marriage and divorce, for example. I do not regret it, not in the slightest, even though it ended in a world full of pain. I met him when I was amidst the evolution of adolescence into adulthood. It was my awakening to independence, to sexuality, and an opportunity to become my own woman, to be independent, and finally find the love that I had romantically envisioned in my life. I wanted the movie, and I got it. He was a high-speed special forces guy with the firm footing of being a medic, stability, and instability. Wow, perfect in my book. So I overlooked the volatile nature of our relationship, the early anger, the clashing, the beginnings of control. I thought that we were a we, so we continued. We got engaged quickly, only a couple of months after meeting. It was passion and intrigue and a whirlwind in the craziest way, a dream for a drama-loving freshman, as I was. My dad freaked out, as dads do. He thought that I was going to throw my life away and quit college. He was also upset that the guy hadn't asked his permission, among other issues. But I was not my dad's property. That was my stance. I was my own woman. So I decided I would marry him, even in spite of other red flags. And I eventually would. From the beginning, we had a tumultuous relationship, very dramatic. I was in college, devoted to my work. He was working, devoted to his craft. Somehow we maintained our growing love through similar interests and a sense of duty. Since we had started it, we had to see it through. We didn't want it to be all for nothing. Then September 11th happened. This bound us in a new way. He went off to war and we got caught up planning a Hawaii destination wedding while he was away. On my own, I learned to function alone for the first time in my life, but I also had the drama of being on the home front to keep me from getting too lonely. I grew even closer to his parents and felt a void was fulfilled. So upon his return, it was all fireworks and happiness and the wedding went on without a hitch. 
a perfect topper to the cake of a life that we had built. But the cake was made of ice cream and would soon start to melt. I started my last year of college and he went off to Iraq. More drama and this time we had even bigger problems brewing, ones I had pushed under the rug for way too long. I took solace in friends and stupid choices. But everything happens for a reason. He hurt me for a reason. Not that I deserved it. Oh gosh, no. No woman, no person ever deserves to be battered. Ever deserves to be abused. And I had finally begun to realize it. I was not whatever name he called me while we were fighting. I was not merely the meek person who forgave and allowed things to be okay. I was me. And that was enough to not deserve that kind of treatment. Someone else would treat me right. Someone else deserved me more. I had to learn that on my own in order for it to take hold. Some are fortunate enough to know this from birth. I thought I did. But I had lessons I had to learn about myself. And some of those came the hard way. That's where things got complicated. I still loved him, for better or for worse. Perhaps I loved the idea of him, the drama of him. But it was still him, and we were we. I had made a commitment and had even gone up against my dad about it. And that was pretty big in my family. So I was not about to admit defeat, call my marriage a mistake, and end it without trying, without fighting. But my heart knew it was over before I did. My heart was out the door already, and with my broken heart overpowering my brain, I made more stupid choices, did stupid things, and I hung in there. When he got back from Iraq, things were worse because I was different. I was changed. I had evolved from an acceptor to an adversary. I was ready to stand my ground, and he did not like this. I was not the girl he had met and married, so we blew up. We moved, and we hoped that that would help, but it didn't, and I found out... Oh, actually, I found a way out. I was not the wisest in my execution, but it had to happen one way or another. And it was one of the smartest decisions I've ever made. Some people wonder, even now, why I do not hold a grudge. The divorce was awful, bitter and drawn out. He again kept up the diatribe of my worthlessness. But instead of bringing me down, it made me grow and actually believe that I am truly worth something. I had a rebirth into someone entirely new, a stronger version of me. There were nights of bottles of wine laying on the floor, bawling my eyes out to be sure. When I left him, I did so for a job across the country in a city I had never been to and a place where I knew no one. But the city and the people I worked alongside embraced me as I have never felt embraced. I felt safe and accepted for the first time in a long time, perhaps ever. Upon arrival, I severely sprained both of my ankles, broke up with a new love interest, and had to deal with my ex canceling my car insurance, among other things. But I had a new life, and that was it. I had the strength that I had found within myself to break free and start over. I had always thought that I was strong, but in the years previous, I had learned, or thought I had learned, how weak I really was. I was abused. Me, an independent woman, I let that happen. So when I broke free, I learned that I was even stronger than I ever thought I was as a child. So no, I do not regret my past life, hardships and all. I am thankful for it. I got to see the inner workings of the military and live an entirely different life than I do now. But I am forever grateful for the kind of love I did receive 
did experience from my ex-husband, from his parents, and from all that I encountered during that time in my life. I learned from it all, and I wouldn't be in the beautiful life that I have now if it wasn't for that. You have been listening to the Key to Courage podcast. For more inspiration, resources, and to get you to that next level, come find me over at amyinfinity.com and infinitegumption.com. I'll see you there.